Welcome back, Dirtbags. Once again, episode 12. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Dirtbag Dugout. Woo! It's hot. First and foremost, happy Juneteenth. Beautiful day. Beautiful, beautiful day. Here in uh, Southern California, and I hope likewise around the world. Celebrating this... uh, Momentous, uh, momentous, I don't want to say holiday, but definitely um, something to uh, reflect upon, something that definitely is impactful, historic, no doubt. Um, Basically, the main reason I start with this is just... How I'd mentioned before the uh, impact of the Negro Leagues and the centennial uh, that it just passed us. Obviously, we had a great, great player, historic black figure in Hammer and Hank Aaron, you know, uh, passing on earlier this year, you know, unfortunately. And yeah, I just I just think that it's just something that should be first and foremost definitely celebrated in in the light of the advances that were because of this you know, this final push or this final act that this day marks, it allowed so much more to take place afterward. Even though the fight still continues in different ways and shapes and forms for different people, this isn't just, you know, one a one-sided issue for all people. But I think that it definitely anything of this of this stature, anything of this historic significance should definitely be celebrated for the growth and the advancement that it allows to take place. And players like Hank wouldn't wouldn't be in the place that they are today without those advancements without without certain actions being taken and without you know just just those who came before him and those you know thankfully those coming after him who carry that who carry that mantle so i think as far as the historic significance i i would be i would be out of place if i didn't if I didn't throw my hat at least into that arena as far as especially given that I'm I'm recording on on this day I just I would be doing myself my my own community and just the baseball community a disservice without without bringing that up first and foremost because like I said we've had so many I mean this is just the first you know example that I can think of just because unfortunately we we have lost him in 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 light of how I mentioned before Negro League ball but kind of getting back to my original point like these advancements we we need to celebrate them we need to tell the full story and yeah I think that that's just something that uh I just wanted to bring to the first first and foremost before anything so uh yeah dirtbags I appreciate I appreciate you guys if you're celebrating. If not, 
if you know you want to become more aware um yeah spreading awareness whatever get yourself learned up but yeah as far as from a baseball standpoint we we would not have the game in the way that it is without without black ball players in all honesty without you got to think of you know anybody that comes from the islands anybody that comes from you know you're talking about the inner city talking about brooklyn you're talking about chicago you're talking about la talking about dallas you know you're talking about like i said the islands talking about anywhere down south like come on so yeah kind of getting off my soapbox for a minute but like i said it's just something that i feel we should just at least just take a moment to reflect on and just kind of appreciate how that allowed so many others to be able to take up their own mantles and lay the foundation and lay that groundwork for future generations in which we can see in today's world and certain individuals in today's society and today's generation that will continue to carry that mantle forward for the next generations and you know moving on so especially in the game itself i'm i'm glad that we have a lot of i don't want to say international players but we have a lot of a mixed bag of players even though even though the general conversation an argument could be made of it being a one-sided league and that's a different conversation for a different day i think that the general representation of what the league is trying to at least market or at least trying to present itself to be as is heavily is heavily internationals heavily of mixed racial profiles definitely a variance i mean you you got to think about this like for example let me just get into it since this is basically how how i wanted to segue into this anyway for example we'll talk about international right we have freaking Shohei Otani, freaking Godzilla, making huge waves with his announcement of participating in the Home Run Derby 2021 Colorado All-Star Game, Be There or Be Square. It's going to be a freaking delight. It will be spectacular. I am all for it. I'm, I'm about two minutes away from trying to call up the wife and and finagle some type of road trip off you know getting some time off to be able to to make i you know i told you guys before if i can figure out a way you know i want to start finagling it and you know if if the money is right if the time is right you know it will be a delight (laughs) so i mean this is just one name but you got to just like the main reason, like I want to focus is obviously the narrative. Like I said, international, this dude is a phenom on that side of, of the ocean. Like, think about that. This dude, this dude from, you know, from a young age up has had just a monstrous following. So you got to think about here, just the general expectations and, and he's still crushing it. You got to think about that. This dude is a freaking pitcher blowing by dudes, 
literally participating in the home run derby. This dude's a freaking my player. Like, honestly, like people are just way too casual about this. Like, I get it. Like I said before with the whole Stephen A thing and, you know, my rant about that. But like, dude, you really just don't understand. This is some real my player shit. This is some real creative player stuff that we're seeing. Like who, like, like you could, like you could see in the, (laughs) I'm like getting so flustered, like just trying to think about it because it's like, you would see on Twitter, like, you know, this whole, this whole running joke is like, oh, describe this to me in like basketball terms or whatever. So basically, like I said, a creative player kind of deal. This is like saying you have some, some center, you know, some seven foot center who basically is a point guard, you know, with, with godlike handles who can shoot the three, who obviously can scoop up rebounds. You know what I mean? Is like perennial defender can shoot, can pass. You know what I mean? Like is just the all around freaking Goliath on the court. And that's what I mean. This dude can, can dominate on the mound and this dude can dominate at the plate in a primarily, you know, DH, not primarily, but you know, the, the American league being DH. So primarily DH, you know, uh, save for, you know, aside from, you know, the interleague play, but that's only few and far between. So primarily we're talking DH 98% of the time getting it done. And this dude obviously is good enough to mash it up in the freaking derby. So how I don't get that. I don't get how, how somebody could be so casual about it. And I'm not saying you have to be telling everybody, you know, but at the same time, if you just love sports, like you got to think about this. This is really just a generational thing. You probably won't ever see anything like this again unless, I mean, athletes can always get better, faster, stronger, whatever, you know, but even then, even if that is the case, this dude's going to be the first or this dude hasn't, there's the likes of which haven't been seen since how, how I said before, literally like a, a historic societal foundational character entity you know that's immediately associated with baseball like everybody knows freaking Babe Ruth baseball Derek Jeter baseball like Mike Trout baseball like there's certain people you just know is baseball like I don't I don't understand how if you're drawing comparisons to basically a Mount Rushmore of you know Cy Young if you're if you're you know, if you're drawing comparisons to somebody of of a Mount Rushmore historic type nature, I just I don't know what else I can do for you. You know, if if you don't at least appreciate that at face value to be like, damn, that's that's amazing. That's generational. That's, you know, nobody's saying, again, that you have to be telling all your friends, everybody, you know, blasted on Twitter. That's my job. You know, that's other people's job. You know, we got that covered, but it's like, don't be dismissive. You know, definitely don't be dismissive because that just, that is just insecure and that's just kind of lame because nobody's saying you have to, you know, fall in love with the dude, but you can at least appreciate the talents, especially given the level in which the league is already playing. You know, it's hard to make the league. And then this dude is not only exceeding that, he's exceeding a historic, a historic upon historic nature of play. So, you know, I'm sorry, but that's just going to be something that's just worth noticing. No matter who you are, 
or how you feel about a certain sport. If you told me the same deal about soccer, be like, oh, damn, Messi. Okay, I know who Messi is. I know who Ronaldo. Like, you know, you just know who certain people are that are that are shaking up the sport. So I'm glad, all in all, that he is participating. Like I said before, if I can just if I can finagle away, best believe I'm going to be trying to report to you guys live from from course, you know, and just hopefully with the cores in hand and trying to get acclimated to that to that elevation. I mean, I've been there once before a few years back and it was absolutely beautiful in August, so I can't wait to see how it is in July. So, you know, we will uh that'll remain to be seen. We'll see. Hopefully, lucky podcast number 13 will be the bearer of some good news regarding that, but <laughs> We'll uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed for that. But either way, like I said, it's going to be an exciting time. It's going to be if we're already announcing that. That's that's something that I believe, without a doubt, is going to draw some headlines, or at least you know some extra eyes towards uh, towards the All Star Game. As far as like, how do I want to put this? As far as cores itself, I mean. I know people are going to start putting in the memes and stuff about how do I want to say this? Coors effect. Oh, balls are juiced, whatever. Or, you know, the substance, whatever, whatever have you. Are these going to be different balls? Are these going to be whatever have you? I'm not really going to get too much into that. What I really want to focus. Oh, I mean, partial. Let me, let me back up. So partially, partially I want to get into that. What I really want to focus on is Say, say there is, say there is a cause, I mean, cause effect, whether or not you can prove you probably can, but like whether or not they counteract that, whatever, suppose they go along with it. Let's just go with that, you know, along that, that round, suppose they go along with it, you know, they juice the balls, whatever they want to make the all-star game more exciting or, you know, what have you, they want to, you know, bring more offense to it. I'm all for that. They want to keep it low. They want to keep it, you know, keep everybody together and not, you know, going out of their way to make some crazy plays and keep it kind of a dead ball. You know, keep it low key. Fine. I get it. You want to, I don't know, do do one, one for one, but not the other as far as the home run derby you want to use your crazy special balls to get more offense and get that going and get more more you know asses in the in the seats and out of the seats i get it but i believe there should at least be some general consistency as far as if you are if you are going to separate them like one is for the all-star game, one is for the home run derby, one is regular season. Just have some uniformity. You can you can definitely determine and you definitely have the power to determine that. Just even for uniformity purposes because especially with how things seem to be have been handled so far, it really seems like like the league could use less finagling news, like a lot a lot less a lot less of just mucking things up right now. Because uh, I just... I can't... 
how do I, how do I, like, I mentioned before, I know I keep saying, like, I'm just trying to determine how to pinpoint this exact stance. Basically, as I said before, I understand that MLB has many resources, puts a lot of money into these different factors, and obviously is a powerhouse, especially in the social media age with marketing and with customer retention and just trying to, as you can see in the last couple of years, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work as far as product on the field, you know, what's broadcasted and whatnot. So I understand that. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that everything is going to hit as we can see. And as we have seen, that doesn't mean everything's going to be a hit. So I do believe that there will be some trial and error in the next coming season, especially with the implementation of the DH within 2022. I am looking forward to that though. Like I said, uniformity across the board, but as we have seen within this past handful of months, within substance, within pitch, within actual ball, within the actual changing of that, and I get if it's going to change year to year and they'll make their releases and, you know, they'll make their statements and whatnot, but they're just generally, there should just be some uniformity across the board rather than midseason is basically my point, you know, my long-winded point. You know, there's going to be different points. We get it, even if you you split it in fours, but at least have that predetermined rather than, oh, hey, it's February. Uh, I know spring training is about to wrap up, but hey, we're about to just throw out these proposals. And like I mentioned before, I get that 2020 kind of threw things around. This is the adjustment period. And I'm and I am for one, I'm really trying to be more of the champion of, hey, this is still that adjustment to the adjustment, like kind of low key asterisks this as well because shortened season shortened rest i mean not really shortened rest but i mean given the cycle of the previous season it's just it has been a lot like make no mistake about it so you know i think as far as trying to implement regularity within this season i think the league has done a pretty decent job. We've already seen a full, a couple of full capacity games. So I do believe, you know, like I said, there have been some mistakes, but you know, overall, MLB is definitely invested in ensuring that the fullness or as close to a fullness of a season as we can get is achieved, you know, with minimal, minimal incident. So obviously with this all-star game coming up, that's going to be a very big, a very big feather in their cap. So you can see their excitement as, as, like I said before, they're definitely trying to push out. They're definitely trying to make sure that, you know, they're on top of things. Don't get it. Don't get it wrong. You know? So as far as our actual roster for the all-star game for the national league, let's just go with outfield. We'll start with outfield. I have uh, Jesse Winker at left field. I have Ronald Acuna at center field. I have Nick Cassianos at right field deep, deep left drive uh we have fernando tatis rounding out short i have max muncie at first ozzy albies second chris bryan at third buster posey at catch catching he's catching the backstop all right he's catching all right but these are the current leaders obviously this will change but this is a nice this is a nice first look kind of gets you into where voters are looking so that's not bad that's a very good choice some pretty pretty great choices so far rounding at the american league we have 
Salvador Perez at catching. Ooh, yeah. At ca- I'm sorry. Why am I saying at catching? At catcher. He's catching. He's at catcher. We have Vladmo. Wow. I am so sorry. I cannot talk today. I have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. rounding out first base. We have Marcus Simeon at second. I have Xander Bogarts at wow, shortstop. All right. Rafael Devers at third. So we got some back-to-back love from, from Boston. Not bad. We have uh, Byron Buxton at left field. We have, of course, at center field, Mike Trout. Right field, Aaron Judge, of course. We have Shohei Otani with DH. So, of course, as I mentioned before, just kind of rounding that out, we can obviously see how he is well representing the game in all facets. So why would we not, you know, why would we not celebrate that? Why would we not, you know, at least give him his flowers in a little bit, you know, in, in a sense while it's happening. Nobody's saying that I hope he sustains this. I hope every player sustains success, but you know, we already know, you know, we're human beings. We're only here for a short time. We God only gives us our talents for a short, you know, not our talents for a short time, but just the window in which, you know, like I said, we have our peaks. So, you know, if this is the start of something special, then I'm all for it. You know, like, for example, we'll take the uh, I'll, I'll kind of lead into our home run leaders. The fact that he's in that derby, we can look at uh, Fernando Tatis also joining the derby. He's also obviously first drafted as a shortstop, but he's tied for first with Vladimir Guerrero at 22 right now for home runs. So think about that, about around out July. And this is what we're looking at. Beautiful. We have Shohei Otani at third with 19. I have Ronald Acuna with 18 at fourth. And Matt Olson with four. Yeah, tied at fourth with 18 as well. You can't tell me that that's not exciting. Different player representation. We have different... Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm going to adjust my mic again. You know, we have different... We have different player representation. We have different... And this... I mean, obviously, this will adjust as the season goes on. But, I mean, this is just an exciting time for the long ball. I mean, I know we, we feel like it's a season of the no-hitter. But this is a real exciting time for for the long ball as well. So, you know, that's the that's kind of just the end of that segment that I wanted to do as far as the All-Star game. Because there's just a lot to look forward to. Excuse, me, just, excuse the uh, interference. I'm just trying to adjust my notes. Um... But yeah, that's 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 what we can look forward to as far as the, the actual All-Star game. That's a lot, even if it's just first draft to just kind of get your eyes popping, get the get the gears going as far as what we can expect to see on the field. So, definitely an exciting exciting first draft. Definitely going to try to make something happen as far as cores, but that remains to be seen. So, as far as the Hmm. Sorry, like I said, I'm just adjusting. Um, like I said, as far as the actual cores effect, I think that if that is a thing, though, I think that that'll only be a benefit. Honestly, it does, again, kind of going back to that original argument I was saying, depending on the balls and whatever they decide to do. But generally, as far as the actual home run derby, I'm sure that will be fine. I'm sure we'll see a lot of fireworks with that especially given the roster. Um, I think next pod, I might just do MVP or at least all-star game, like who who might 
walk away with those MVP honors, who the uh, Derby winner might be, you know, once we start getting more into the into the uh, finalization of the voting, maybe if not number 13, like I said, uh, number 14, we'll see if lucky number 13 is the pod. But yeah, like I like I keep saying, it's just a lot to to look forward to. I know that there was some friction as far as moving the game away from Atlanta. Um, I do hope that aside from the political nature of whatever Georgia is dealing with and, you know, the responses that businesses are taking for that, I do hope in general that the All-Star game does come to Atlanta, does come to obviously to Georgia, but does come to Atlanta, does come to Braves, you know, the Braves Stadium. As I mentioned before in podcasts previous, you know, they definitely... um, Still have a chip on their shoulder, absolutely, but they could definitely, I'm not going to say it in a slight way, like could use the exposure, but any 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 sort of extra honors, especially the All-Star game, like, don't get me wrong, I was looking forward to the 2021, the 2020 All-Star game in LA, you know, even though Dodger Stadium is already high profile, that's just a whole other ball game, so... You know, it should definitely be said that I hope that they get that opportunity again. But I think, I think Coors Field is is still going to be okay. I think the stadium. I think we'll be okay. I think we'll have a decent, and by decent I mean pretty great. All Star game on our hands. Like I, I think I think it'll be okay. I think we'll we'll be proud of this one, and and we won't have to suffer especially the home run derby. That's that's really my focus now since they decided to move it. So we'll see as far as the next draft and, and how that progresses, especially with the voting. But definitely something to keep your eyes on. So uh, I believe I've taken enough of your time, but I definitely wanted to dive a little more into the actual ballot placement and, you know, just kind of toying around with the idea of placement you know, the actual where the vendor, where it's actually taking place and, you know, how how that might shape up. So, like I said, we'll just we'll look forward to the next couple of weeks and how this uh, how this ballgame is going to be shaping up. So, yeah, until then, stay tuned, dirtbags. bags.